<laughs> Back to the Roots, episode 14. I like these headphones. Those are Nathan's old, like Nathan Bollinger's old headphones. They're very isolating. All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to Back to the Roots, uh, your go-to podcast for, um, I was going to say unsolicited conversation. I meant uh, unsanctioned conversation. I came up with that in the car today. Graham, tell us what we're drinking today. We're drinking Triple X. I didn't get this, but it's a trademark registered pure cane sugar root beer since 1980. <laughs> numbers 1894 five <laughs> can you say that all just one more yeah. time <laughs> this is triple x trademarked registered root beer with pure cane sugar sugar say all that 10 times fast <laughs> this is triple x trademark registered root beer pure cane sugar since 19 <laughs> 1895 <laughs> caffeine free and gluten free so we were going to get um, Rachel Christopoulos, shout out, close friend, uh, big listener of the podcast, sent me a case of uh, drinks from a company called Wild Bills. Uh, and so I have like sarsaparilla, root beer, birch beer, and I think cream soda in my fridge at home. And I was going to bring some of those today and I forgot. What about so, the email you sent them? Oh, I just sent an email asking if they wanted to sponsor the podcast. That'd be so cool. No response, no. <laughs> but that's not surprising just at keep, all. Just keep spamming them with emails. Probably. I will plug, though, because it's a cool. It's like veteran-owned. They've been around for, I think, 20 years. It's 1895? <laughs> uh, 1985. <laughs> no, but uh, they've been around for a while, and they seem like a really cool company. So Wild Bill's Soda. Check them out. All right, let's stink it. Triple X. Guys, I didn't even think about it. Triple X, there's three of us. Hmm. Mm. It's like it was meant to be. It's good though. It's pretty good. They had uh they had Sioux Sioux Falls, Sioux Sioux something um at <laughs> Nice. Uh at the hardware store. And apparently I think it's Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls root beer is largely agreed upon as the best root beer out there. But it, they had the birch beer, but they didn't have the root beer. So went with this stuff. Um Okay, so today I have Allie Rich Creek. Hello. And Hi. Graham Ward, longtime co-host, guest. You're a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I just accidentally tied you into this podcast, Graham. How many times have you been on the podcast? Twice. Twice. Are you Maybe sure? Three times. I feel like it's is this your third time? Including the D and D one, it's your third or fourth. Okay. Which yeah. by the time people hear this, the D and D one will be out. Yes. Um, shooting to get that one out this weekend. I'll probably stay actually today and edit it just because it needs to get done. Um, we are, this is kind of a, this is for fun, but this is also a retest of our chemistry, the three of us in a podcast. Uh, for those of you who know us, uh, we had a podcast called Eat My Shorts. We had? Until <laughs> confirmed otherwise, as of the recording of this podcast, we had a podcast. True. Uh, called Eat My Shorts. Yep. It was the three of us and a fourth uh, member, Nathan Cowles, rest in peace, killed tragically in an airplane crash. No, it was an uh, alien abduction. Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> alien abduction. 
<laughs> Speaking of that, I, I I saw him in his car today on the way to work, so that was a farce. <laughs> I did. It was I I pulled out of my compl out of my new building. Yeah, I, I pulled out of the new apartment and I was pulling up. To, I was on the cell where it crosses right in front of La Salle Grill, and I stopped there and a car pulls up next to me and it's like I noticed like there's no cars in front of him, so I'm just like okay, this is probably somebody I know. I'm just going to do, you know, the nice and easy side. And like I turn sideways and it's Nathan. And I'm like, like, hey. So. I uh, ran into him with my car. Not literally, but mm. he pulled next to me on Mother's Day. Wow. It was him and Bethany. And I said, happy Mother's Day to Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> that is something we talked about on Mother's Day. Like, where's the line? Like, who do you say happy Mother's Day to on Mother's Day? I mean... I would say it to any person that's a mother. That's that's where I would If go. you see a random woman and it's Mother's Day, do you be like, happy Mother's Day? No, because I don't know if they're a mother. But they've had a mother. And mother. it's Mother's Day. But they're not the mother. <laughs> I don't know if they are the mother. So you shouldn't say this to a man in any context. Why would you say it to a man? I don't know. This is the thing. I was talking. I think <laughs> it was actually. Shout out to Kyle Kimmel. I don't know if he listens. I feel like he does. I think I was talking to him about this, and we're just like, who do you who do you say it to? Because we were both at church serving on that Sunday, and it had been said to both of us, and it's just kind of like, yes, I am affected <laughs> by this holiday, but I am yeah. not a mother, so. That feels oh. that feels odd to me. Normally, I just say Happy Mother's Day to my mom, but you know. Do you say it to your grandma? Okay, because that used to be a thing. My family used to like. I, I should though. I should be a good person and say it to my grandma. With Happy Mother's Day, without you, I wouldn't have a mother. So, <laughs> thank you. Or a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> If I said it to my dad's mom. If to your dad's mom, but if you said it to your mom's mom, it's like, happy Mother's Day. Without you, I wouldn't have a mother or a father. Then it's kind of like, no, I was, there's some mind. implications here. Never mind. <laughs> Allie's family came from the hills of Alabama. No, that's not <laughs> what I meant. Speaking of that, um, we're jumping all over the place, back to the root style, but... Um, or is it eat my short style? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> does incest always cause defects? <laughs> this is a conversation. Um, I can't remember. I, I think no. Who was this? I, I, I had all these conversations. Can't remember who they were with. Um, but the question was if, oh, yes. Somebody asked me, Graham, uh, if... There was an apocalypse. It was Sam Loving. Shout out Sam Loving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, if there was an apocalypse and you had, you could choose one other person, he said, would you either, would you rather have Graham so you guys could just have a good time until the end of time, essentially, or would you choose a woman to procreate with? And I think I went with... Who's to say you couldn't have a good time? With a woman to procreate. <laughs> well, it's like there's a gamble. Oh there's a gamble. Gosh. You might not like the woman. You that, can't choose. You the can't woman? choose the woman. You just oh. choose a woman. Oh. So there's a gamble, but this is you. Aw, <laughs> that's nice. 
I think I said if it's a zombie apocalypse, I'm gonna go with Graham because we would have a grand old time. <laughs> Just shooting up. Shooting up, slicing up. Yeah. Cutting up, smashing up. But um then we got on the topic of incest because like, well then what happens? Like do the then your kids have to procreate together. And it's like then they would turn out all weird. And I said and I'm like, I don't think that incest always causes those classic incest default defects, but I don't know. I don't remember exactly all the details in this but i know in like especially like jewish culture there was big issues in that especially like i mean even thinking about starting off from the beginning of time there were a lot of defects in that like you're saying like in the beginning there were defects no like in the beginning when adam and eve yeah. They had babies well, and it they was... had babies and then they had babies. Right. <laughs> they they didn't have babies till after the fall though, so that we know of. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole side of the <laughs> the thing where it's like, you know, Noah's kids after the flood, it's all cousins at that point. <laughs> so I guess just the risk of being deformed is greatly increased. I remember hearing like details about it. I don't remember exactly what all of those are though, but I know that like genetically there are things that happen that can, yeah, that can cause certain features to look different than others that aren't normal. So Wikipedia just has a bunch of gibberish on it, but it says that basically the chances of of that de of those defects are significantly higher. So it's not guaranteed, but it is higher. You've been warned. <laughs> you listener so, listening in your car, give a or shout out at the gym. Give a shout out. <laughs> I'm only thinking, I'm trying to remember. Shout out to Brent Paulus. <laughs> Oh my. I meant, I meant nothing by that. That was just the first guy who came to mind who I knew could take it. <laughs> uh, quick shout out. We missed 420 by one minute, but cheers. Is 420 significant? Because Triple X is a weed beer. You, oh, you know, surprise. You know 420. Is this weed? No, this is not. This isn't weed, but you know that 420 is a weed number. Yeah. It's just 420 every day. 420. It oh. happens twice a day. I did. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, you really had me scared. I was like, is there weed in this? And I didn't know about it. I'm taking notes over here for the future of Eat My Shorts. I'm like, chemistry so far okay. Allie's a little slow on the weed jokes. <laughs> I'm, I slow or am I just high on weed? I don't know. That's a good question. Are Fine. you? No. <laughs> Allie snuck one out too and many gummies. Would you gonna... rather smoke weed or... Do crack. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a pretty... Okay, I don't know... I don't know the... Like the side effects of crack. I know that... Energy. With, I know that... I know that... <laughs> pitch that to, to life action. Energize. Crack cocaine. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I know that with weed, you can get uh, paranoid. 
And I think that if I smoked weed or I ate edibles, I would just get madly paranoid and be super anxious. So because of that, I'm going to say crack. <laughs> um, I would probably say weed because it would mellow me out. And I think I would like that. Be a little bit more chill. I don't need to be hyped up on energy. I just like the mellow. But what you're saying is you actually want to have weed. No, I was, I'm was. i saying <laughs> if I had to choose one, that's the one I would choose. Preferably, I would not choose either. But that's a different I think topic. It should be both at the same time. <laughs> Just see if you even out. So you're saying put a blunt up one of your noses, light it, or sorry, one oh, of gosh. one of your nostrils. <laughs> you know, you have two noses. Put a blunt up one, and then just snort a line with the other. Yeah, this is a wholesome podcast, guys. This really is. This is great. <laughs> Let's go more wholesome. Think of something wholesome. All I can think of is the motorcycle accident I saw on Saturday. <laughs> oh my gosh. Were you there? I saw that too. Yeah. What, at what point did you get there? Uh, when the guy was on the ground. Yeah, same. Nick actually got out of the car and was standing next to him. He he saw it like, eh, this is kind of, it's gross. There was a jawbone that was oh my poking gosh. out of his face and gosh. his leg was mangled, was not good. Oh no. It was really so, bad. Okay. He, but there was... I think there was a doctor there, and there was an um, there was another medic. The ambulance. There. Well, the amb the ambulance got there pretty quick. Yeah, but okay. this was even before the ambulance was there. Like these yeah. were people that were just driving by that happened to be like a doctor right. and a medic. So we met. Wow. We were like probably seconds apart then, because like so I was heading. I was about to get on the thirty one ramp, um, and all of a sudden, like the car in front of me, like pulled off kind of in front of me. I'm like, what was going on? And I saw that that maroon. Uh, truck parked kind of off on an angle in the middle of the oh, lane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what in the world? And I saw the motorcycle on its side, and I thought it was, I thought it was the uh, like, I thought it was like the bumper to a car. I'm like, oh, there was an accident, but it doesn't look too bad because just like the bumper popped off. And then I saw like a lady running over, and I'm like, why is she running like that? Because I'm just like, it was like half a second, but the way she was running, I'm like, you don't run like that just to the bumper of a car. Um, and then like, I think I got around that maroon truck enough. And then I saw like, just kind of like a bloody mess on the ground. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, Oh crap. Mm -hmm. And I had kind of like half a moment where I kind of, I stopped like the car stopped and I was trying to decide what I was going to do. Um, cause part of me is like, this just happened. The ambulance right. isn't here. Um, I feel like I should help. But I was also, so Mark England, uh, I asked him once, I'm like, what, like if I, if I see an accident happen, like, what do I do? And he's like, if you can't help the situation, then like, basically like you shouldn't, there's nothing you can do. I mean, yeah. that being said, like if you're the only person there, then yes, help. But like, right. there was like 20 cars parked there. There were those two people, there was a lady running in and all that was running through my head. It was like this really fast cost analysis, basically where it's like, if I even look from my car again at his body, I might get like scarred because I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know how gross this is going to be. Um, and then I'm like, and I don't feel like there's anything I can do. All I know to do is like put pressure on a bleed to keep it from bleeding. Um, but I'm just like, I just kind of like freaked out and I quickly used that to justify. And I like turned around, took Mayflower out to 12. Um, but after that, I was kind of like, 
now I know that about myself. Because yeah. actually a couple episodes ago on Back to the Roots, I had Mark England and uh, buddy Taylor Reynolds on. And we were talking about like, if you're carrying, you know, a gun for protection, you should be able to take a human life. And we're like, do we think we have that in us to like be able to kill somebody? Um, and the same can be said then, you know, for like, do you have what it takes to like get out and try to save a life? And, uh, you know, you can speculate all you want, but then Mark said, um, like who you are as a person is really like comes to the surface in those, those drastic moments. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I'm driving away, I'm kind of like, and I, I'm, I didn't feel really super bad about it, but I'm like, okay, I know like who I am now. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, as soon as I got on 12, like I saw the ambulance pull out and start coming. So I'm like, okay. Like they're going to have help there if they don't already. Um, but I'm kind of like, this was a eye-opening experience a little bit. The difference in that experience though, is there was no one personal in that situation. Like it was just someone random. Yeah. So if there was a family member or a person that you think you may know, mm -hmm. I would bet that you would be very quick to get out oh, of the car. Yeah, definitely. So I wouldn't completely say that that defines who you are because you also don't, you didn't know who the person was. I, it, it kind of is situational. Cause for me, me driving by that situation, I had a similar thought. I'm like, I feel like I should do something, but I don't know what to do. And Nick's response was, I have some medical experience just from his job Right. that if he, if there wasn't anyone there to help, he was at least probably going to be the most experienced person to help in whatever case he could. And then when he got over there, there were people that obviously had more experience than him. Yeah. So I think if it, it kind of feels like a situational thing, yeah. but I, I, to your point though, it does the first reaction that you have, I think kind of can indicate like, am I a person that's going to be like flight or fight or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we all yeah. want to be like, you know, you hear them talk about law enforcement and firefighters and all that. And it's like, these are the people who run towards you know, the fire, run into the fire instead of away from it. And of course, all of us are like, yeah, that's that's what I want to be. I want to be that person who does things selflessly. Um, and I, I didn't, I mean, I don't, I'm not dwelling on this, but I still feel like even though there was likely nothing I sh could have done, I think that I should have tried to do something. Um, it's kind of, that's kind of a mentality I think that I try to have in general is like, even if I think I'm going to fail at something, I should still try to do it if it's something that I want to do or if it's something I feel I should do. Um, and I mean, so maybe I would just walk up there and not do anything, but at least then it's kind of like I tried my best to help in the situation. Yeah. And I, Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something? No, I think like there's, there's wisdom and discernment in knowing like where your limits are too, because right. if you would be only a hindrance in that situation, like, like, there were a lot of people that were there and at some point it was like, okay, now there's like too many people yeah. trying to help. And yeah. it, it's, that's not even helpful either. Or if you even know like your limits, like you were saying, you know, it may be super, super gruesome. If you're over there puking, there going to be no help either. So it's kind of like, you got to know I where had, your limits are. I had two McChickens fresh <laughs> in my belly and it was yeah. like, it was like, yeah. And I'm like, so I don't know if I can hold this. In that situation, it's like, yeah, it probably was wise to not, do anything because you probably w wouldn't have necessarily helped the situation because of that you know right yeah 
moral support isn't yeah. very helpful at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But it is it is a hard thing. Like I wouldn't know what to do. That's a kind of a tricky spot to be in. But honestly, hearing hearing what you said, so when they like were you <laughs> guys there when the ambulance got there? Uh no, we were there before, but I think I heard I think I may have heard the sirens. It was pretty quick because they were coming from that that spot over on twelve, um, just past the DHL plant. <clears throat> so they were they were coming over pretty quick, um, and I was googling it because I wanted to find out what happened. But I think he must be fine because there's nothing out there about the accident. So, but I mean, after hearing what you said, I think that kind of affirms what I was feeling because I don't think I would have been able to handle that, like seeing that stuff that that kind of injury i probably would have just frozen up but i'm like kind of like amazed at people people like your mom who's like an er nurse where it's like you go there expecting yeah not just like today i might see something gruesome it's like i will probably see three gruesome things today and they will not be you know the same as yesterday yeah and if you ask them they like they love their job and it's just kind of like you're a different breed than me yeah (laughs) for sure yeah I I don't I'm really curious to know how I would have because I didn't see it. Yeah, he just told me about it. I'm curious to know how I would react if I saw it and if it would have like been overwhelming for me or if I actually would have been able to take it. I I really don't know. Yeah. It's hard to like I yeah, I get like I'm on a weak stomach with even just like like movies about like types of things. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of thought that before about like roadkill. Like we're very careful about how much violence that we're like exposed to, but all of a sudden here's some like R-rated violence on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like When was the last really time you it. cried about roadkill? I've never I don't think I've ever cried about roadkill. roadkill. I would could care less. About roadkill. I, mean, I was in the car when my sister ran over a duck in Buchanan. <laughs> so. I don't know how I would feel about killing a duck. <laughs> yeah, Part- I did. Okay, I did feel a little bit like who, who. Uh, <laughs> everyone was watching us. <laughs> it was a little. It was a little intense, but you know, I didn't I mean, cry. I think I would cry if I hit a domesticated dog or a cat. I don't know about a cat. I'll be honest. I'm not sure if I would cry over a cat. A dog I would. I mean, I hit a fox. I'm pretty sure it was a fox once. Um, and that's like basically a wild dog. Yeah. So I felt, I, I, to this day, I feel bad about that. But um, there was nothing I really could have done. And also, like, I don't know. The fact that I'm not crying over that, I'm like, I don't know if I would cry over roadkill. I am. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to take it in that dark direction. <laughs> Never mind. So uh, did you guys have good Memorial Days? <laughs> What did I do? Uh, I went to the pool, and I went to Ikea. What pool did you go to? You I say went, that like there's a public pool around here somewhere. No, it was in Portage, Indiana. Was it a public pool? Uh, um, an apartment complex pool. Mm. <laughs> nice. <Which> one? <laughs> the one in Portage, Indiana. <laughs> the only apartment complex in Portage, Indiana. Shout out. I, I don't know what, I don't know what it's called, but I spent a majority of the day at Ikea, so got some stuff there. Play Monopoly for five hours. Oh my gosh! Did you, you do not? So my family we always played like you were in debt. Do you do that? In debt? Yeah, like if oh, you can't you pay go, the person, you just go in debt. That means the game goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, I know it's horrible. <laughs> no, we did not pay in debt. 
Oh. We did like there's a lot of like under the table deals type stuff that can go on. I mean, Emma, Emma and I was very over the table. We created yeah. an alliance, mm. immunity plus fifty fifty split of our properties. I so. won. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Graham and your sister Maggie are very competitive. I knew this about you. I didn't know it as much about her. It felt personal between you guys. It was a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what What was it? Uh. Is it too fresh? No, it's not too fresh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> was that game of Monopoly? Is it too fresh to talk about? Is it like too soon? No, it was. Uh, I I dominated, and uh, <laughs> I'll own it. <laughs> you say this like you're an athlete after a sport. I mean, I dominated. Entrepreneur. <laughs> I am the best. Um, no, I. It, there were. It was. It got heated at moments, but I think we we de-escalated it, and mm -hmm. it was. Uh, it was all right. I mean, because I won. <laughs> uh, it was good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, we, it, I'm. I can do it. I can either. My two modes of Monopoly are, and I haven't played that long. And I think this is the first game I ever finished. So I had a lot. I had a lot of time invested into it. So I was very serious. But I either get frustrated, or I'm just like silly, and I'm just like silly but serious. Maggie is a little bit more angry silly so <laughs> both of my my frustrated and like her angry kind of came together at some point so it was like it was like a wave between like what oh yeah. this is fun Wah. i think <laughs> angry silly is the exact same as passive aggressive <laughs> there's a little bit of that mm. it's like what is what does uh andy dwyer call it in parks and rec he's like i wish there was a word for uh nicey meanie or something <laughs> like that nicey meanie. passive aggressive. aggressive it was fun Guess how we long? Had a good time in the end. Guess how long the longest Monopoly game in a treehouse was. <laughs> what? That's I, oddly I, specific. So I googled how long is the longest Monopoly game, and according to Monopoly Wiki, sorry, Monopoly.fandom.com, uh, there's a number of different like records. The top one is longest Monopoly game in a treehouse. Okay. Um. In in, in hours. In hours? In hours. Oh. It is longer than 24 hours, by the way. I figured. Um, 200 and... No. 135. Graham. Longest mm. Monopoly game in a treehouse. Is it consecutive? I think so. But... 17. Okay, I can't confirm that it's consecutive. What's your guess if it's not consecutive? 58. 286. I was close this the first time. Yeah, you said two. I'm like, ah. Uh. Uh, I, in my head, I had this like gut feeling. Like, no. And every time I do that, it's always the opposite. And I'm just like, wow. So. We should do a mega podcast where we play Monopoly. But you release it in hour chunks. So you have like seven hours. That doesn't sound that interesting. It's just a lot of <laughs> dice rolling and... Yeah, we have to have a conversation while you play. Yeah. Okay, what's the longest game underground? At first, I thought this was like the underground league. and But then, like, now it's like treehouse, underground, bathtub, upside down. So, I think they just mean, like, underground. These are... This is weird. Why would someone play? 127 hours. Uh, underground? Underground. Okay. <laughs> so, that changes What does things. that mean? Like, are they in a bunker or... I mean, technically, you might be able to say... Okay. I don't know. Two hundred and 
30. Surprisingly, the underground is significantly less than the treehouse, only 100 hours. Hey, oh. I was close. Off by a day. Okay, longest game in a bathtub. <laughs> okay, this one's where it's weird. I think it's going to be quick because people don't want to stay in well, the bathtub. It, 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 it doesn't say that there was water. Oh. It doesn't say that this was a bath in a bathtub. Just 300 hours. I'm bad at guessing. Uh, 167. That one's 99. 99 hours. Okay, two more. Longest game upside down. Oh, that won't be able to. If it cannot be consecutive. 25. Uh, 15. 36. As well, sir. Oh. They, they, don't, they don't specify. Um, okay, and then the last one. Longest game ever played. Uh, three years. Whoa, okay. Whoa. You went in years. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to stay in hours. Still hours. Um, oh, it's hours. Well, they also have it in days. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 45 days. Uh... 95 days and six hours. I don't know. All right. It's 1,680 hours, hours, 70 days. Oh, gosh. Which I wonder how much of that is consecutive. Like, I wonder if they played like a little bit here and there. Yeah. If you split it up, I'm going to do some quick math. 1680 divided by 70. All the math people out there already know. 24. Wait, what? 24 hours a day? <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Thanks for joining us. This has been Back to the Roots. This will be the final episode. <laughs> that was embarrassing. So, Monopoly. Monopoly in a portage pool. That was Memorial Day. Sounds good. But you didn't yeah. say what yours was. No, I spent the day with them. So, Monopoly. We did go see the parade, though, in Buchanan. Prestige. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good movie. That was like. I didn't realize it was a, it's a Christopher Nolan, right? Was that like one of his earlier ones? Cause it, it was, was like his second or third movie. It was still a little hard to track with at the end, but it was much easier. I feel like he just did a lot of LSD or something <laughs> like since then, because <laughs> it got weird, but still good. Weird. Um, I really want y'all to see Top Gun. I know. I, know. I, really I wanted want to, to talk about it. that today. Um, but we've all, we've all seen Kenobi, right? No. Oh I mean, I've seen two episodes. I mean, I've only seen two episodes. Okay. Too. Do you think I will watch Kenobi? Will watch? I don't or would know. like to watch. Will watch. Did you, you're not a Star Wars. You're not really a Star Wars person, though, I'm right? I'm not a Star Wars person. I haven't even seen the second season of Mandalorian. Yeah. See, I think that Kenobi for some people is what Top Gun is for Top Gun. <laughs> it just hits <laughs> what? nostalgia overload. I get you. <laughs> And I really want y'all to experience this. I told Carter, I think. It's a full body experience. We're talking about Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I was listening to some of the soundtrack today. Um You know what I'm confused about is the soundtrack, it's like it has three artists on some of the songs, yeah. and one of them is Lady Gaga. Yeah. And there's like no there's no vocals. There is one. Okay. But she, I think she, they all collaborated together. Because a lot of the songs repeat, similar to the first movie, is like they repeat songs. <laughs> I don't know that you should listen to the one with her vocals prior to the movie, just because it hits so hard in the movie. 
Wow. Okay. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just a classic pop song, and not a classic. I mean, it's new. It's a new pop song, but there's something about just the the way it hits you in the heart. Do they play a lot of old like '80s hits in this Top Gun? Or uh, well, they reference the uh, like the old ones, right? Because in like the playlists, they have Great Balls of Fire, Danger Zone, all those. Yeah, th- those are in it. Because I'm just like those are like. Those are what, well, not what make Top Gun, but it's definitely a big I think part if, of Top Gun. If you, yep. so like what I will say is like the new movie is, well, if free review, the new movie, if you haven't seen the first movie, is still good and it's a, a great ride and you'll really enjoy it. But if you've seen the first movie, it doesn't like, what it does is it takes all the, the little things that you may not even remember from the first movie and just like. It's like like everybody loves the experience when Maverick does this in the first movie and it just takes that feeling and just goes like expands on that. So it just like hits so much harder in this one. Even like little things he does is just like they do it so well and time it out so well in the movie. It's like the music hits harder. The things he does hits harder. All the callbacks are just so much better in this one and there is a lot of callbacks and i mean you just saw top gun for the wait no we watched top gun for the first time together last year i already seen it i i had already seen it but i showed it to you yeah. and i watched okay. it again last week while i was yeah. sick yep so which one would you say is better uh second one is a thousand percent better okay my mom said it was better and so i mean she she saw it in the theater so yeah I'm sure like the as a movie, <laughs> I'm sure as a movie, it's better storyline, production, all that. Yeah. It's just like the Top Gun, though, is like it's Top Gun. It's I know. Yeah. But and I again, I'm pretty new to the first Top Gun and I really enjoyed it. It's just like if you like the first Top Gun, this like the experience is just heightened for you. Okay. Cool. When I think of like 90s movies, my two yeah. is like Karate Kid, Top Gun. And I actually don't know if Karate Kid came out in the 90s or the 80s. But it's got real 90s vibes. Is Top Gun even 90s, though? I thought it was 80s. 87. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Late 80s. I remember when I watched it, it said 80, and I was like, oh. The uh, And even like when going back and watching the first Top Gun recently, like the, the flying scenes in the first one, like the first time I watched it, I was like, this is pretty good. Second time I watched it, it was still very good, but it's just a little corny, some yeah. of the flying. And like... The flying, everybody hypes it up like, and I was, you know, I was expected, you know, it's Tom Cruise, so it's all going to be like, you know, real, quote unquote. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they're doing it, and I'm. Everybody says it makes it or breaks it, you know, but it really does. I'm, I'm honestly, I am really impressed that Tom Cruise actually flies planes like pretty decently too. Yeah. I don't really watch. (laughs) Okay, what are you guys' thoughts on James Corbin? Just hot take. James Corden, the the, the, the late, British late, late 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 night show host, yeah. Uh, I don't really think him. I don't really feel like he's that funny. Okay, yeah, agreed. Uh, I used to like him more than I do now. Now I really don't really like him. Yeah, if I that's it, a similar. Yeah, I would feel similar on that. Yeah, I've had times where I'm watching a movie and I'm just like, this isn't that good, and but I'm like, I'm still like there for it, and then like he comes in as a character, and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> this is yeah, <laughs> it's not good. But he, uh, they did a video for the late late show Mm -hmm. where you know he goes out with tom cruise and tom cruise takes him flying and there's parts of it that are like super corny and stuff but i actually did enjoy the video yeah it's just like you know what james corbin is is it corden or corbin i think it's corden 
like with a D. Okay. He, uh, I'm like, I don't really think he's funny, but I did enjoy yeah. that video. It, it was funny. Yeah. Um, whatever happened to his carpool karaoke's? He still does them. Really? They just they don't used to. They would be like number one on trending all over the place. Yeah. And I don't think people, it's a little old now. Probably yeah. went through all the artists that are good. Uh, did he ever do one with Billie Eilish? I feel like he should. I don't know. He should have. That would be an interesting one if he hasn't. I would love to know how they mic'd those in hindsight now that I've gotten more into audio. The carpool karaoke's? Yeah. There is a couple where they show like the behind the scenes, like a couple behind the scenes clips. At least I remember the cameras. I don't remember the audio side of it. Speaking of Top Gun and audio though, the like with the cameras, they have like four or five different cameras per like plane rigs. Mm -hmm. And the director I guess the wireless didn't work because they're just so fast and so far away. Yeah. He would coach them on like where to position their plane for lighting reasons and oh. audio. They would hit record on all the cameras themselves and do the performance, then come back and land and they would watch it and then redo it if they needed to. That's wild. I feel like I remember hearing that like um, uh, Tom Cruise did a lot of training in that. With the actors. Yeah, he gave them, like, he did three months of flight training with all the different actors. Like, he gave them training. Yeah, he, he literally did. <laughs> That's so he crazy. literally did the oh flight training God. for That's all of them. That's so crazy. So, the, I'm assuming then he's a, I would assume he's like a flight instructor or something. Yeah, You'd he's have been flying be. for like over 20 years himself. And he did, like, so he did, I was researching, like, what flight stunts he's actually done like i was like how much is he actually flying he's flying the majority of this movie himself which is nuts i don't think all of it but a lot of it and then with like one of the first movies that he did his own flight like stunts with which was more recent which was uh, american made yep. he did most of the flying in that that's pretty cool i didn't realize and that. then it's a in, great movie and then in mission impossible with the helicopter valley scenes he yep. he did all those as well i remember that I remember that. That's when I found Wait, out like he really flies stuff. He flew the helicopter? I thought yep. he was on hanging from the helicopter. I think he did both. There were two different <laughs> oh. things. So one he was <laughs> but flying. He did both. <laughs> there was one where he's flying like through the valley and yeah. But he's I think he's flying for the majority of these two and he did three months of training with all the actors on how to fly. Did you guys see the I Graham, I know you did. Did you Ellie, did you see the trailer for the new Mission Impossible? Wait, are the, isn't that the one where they goes to space? No. Oh. <laughs> he is going to space, but that's not Mission that's Impossible. That's not Mission. Oh, then I haven't seen the okay. new Mission Impossible. Yeah. Because they did. They put out a trailer for the new one. And honestly, my expectations are pretty high after the last one. Because the last one, what was it? Was it Fallout? Yeah. That was the best Mission Impossible movie out of the six of them. Yeah. Um, the last two have been really good. Rogue Nation, though, before Fallout? I like Rogue Nation a lot. I don't remember much from it, to be honest. Oh. I have um, nostalgic memories watching it, so that's part of it. But What were the nostalgic <laughs> memories, Graham? <laughs> Me and my dad and my brother were in Colorado, and we went to the highest uh, theater in America, like altitude-wise. And it was a small theater just on the top of a mountain, and they were had one screen, and they were playing Mission Impossible. And it was basically just us in the theater in the highest theater in America. That's super cool. Watching Mission Impossible. And it came out like, that was a great movie and just a great time. So. I wonder how often they get people in that theater who just come in just sky high. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, 
Highest and highest. I'm, like, I'm the highest I've ever been in the highest theater in America. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. That'd be a trippy experience. Yeah. I have nostalgia with Mission Impossible 3. That's the one I grew up with. That one is like first one's classic, second one's trash. Third one is like the first one in the modern Mission Impossibles, I feel like. Yeah. What are your nostalgias with that one? We just watched that one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really the only one I remember. I'm trying to remember. That's the one where they have the chip in the brain and yeah, people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Your eyes go crooked. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing that I'm a little so first, well, with the new Mission Impossible, I'm really excited for it because like I feel like he can do no wrong at this point. <laughs> Tom Cruise can do no wrong. <laughs> However, uh, the trailer was a little underwhelming compared to yeah, a lot of I new agree. trailers recently. It just seemed like a I was like, they just put one track under this and then just did a, a collage of shots. And then there's one Isn't shot. Isn't that of, what a trailer is, though? Yeah, but there can be so much more. Like the new, like, there's the so many. The new Elvis one. That trailer, one and two. They nice. Just, there's so much going on. There's like four different music tracks that they switch out and it's. Sound it's, design. It's mm. all really good. Mm. Have you yeah. seen either of those? I haven't seen, no. I feel like, I feel, I don't know why. You I feel the like. trailer for the Elvis movie? No, I, I think I, I saw looked over and I saw that's All what right, it was, but that. Yeah. I didn't even realize there was an Elvis movie coming out, so yeah. it looks really good. You know what's funny is actually, this is the second Elvis movie to come out over the last few years. There was another one, uh, I think it was called, oh shoot, um, let me just search Elvis movie. Do you remember the Johnsons who used to be here, Lane and Janet? Yeah. Um, they had some close friends or relatives who were a part of producing um producing a movie about Elvis. Um, it was called something else and it like totally bombed. Um, I don't, I'm not sure why I never saw it, yeah. but I just think it's interesting. Like that one came out, nothing happened. And then this one coming out and it's making a big splash already. Yeah. And I'm just wondering what the difference was. Maybe it was the budget, but, and I honestly, I did not have an interest in Elvis before I saw this trailer, but this is like, well, I wonder so there's a lot of, there are a lot of movies that have come out recently about, famous music musicians like freddie mercury um elton john now this one i feel like it's kind of been on that train like these classic yeah. star yeah people i think this one has the makings to be the best of the new movies really? like the oh yeah like bohemian rhapsody yeah it, like if you like queen it's but the movie overall like you can look at it from two like some people don't like it for like the the gayness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you look past that, like you can look there are movies with gay characters that are actually just good movies. Like mm -hmm. the The Imitation Game. Imitation game. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Cool. You can disagree with the lifestyle, obviously. But but Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't even a good movie. It just it just wasn't a good movie. I just like Queen. See, yeah. And Did then Blake have, just like yeah. Queen too, and she lo she loved it. Yeah. And I was like, but the movie kind of sucked. <laughs> we, we had an argument about that, didn't we? I Probably. feel like we had some heated exchanges. Well, heated exchanges. Movie Heated movie exchanges. Because we'll, we'll disagree on movies sometimes, and we yeah. just kind of jump at each other, and it's yeah. fun. Because um, I, I remember I I, gen I think I did enjoy that one, yeah. but I haven't gone back and rewatched it either. I watched a video essay about how is the worst editing in a movie <laughs> really and it won best editing in a movie. <laughs> what <laughs> like at the oscars yeah what made it bad editing 
Uh, part of it was like, some of it was subjective stuff, like the motivation and things. But then it were just like confusing cuts about like cutting people like eye lines that were like wrong and like breaking the 180 degree rule a ton. And they were dissecting this one like table talk scene. And it was just like, yeah, this really does suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm biased because I believe that it sucks. I guess. <laughs> Uh, oh, but I still think there's hope for a better Queen movie. Like, you know, I think, uh, what's his name? Who played Freddie Mercury did a decent job. I thought he did. Rami Malek. He yeah. did a decent job. But overall, I just thought the movie was not very good. But, and I'm cautiously optimistic about Elvis. I'm getting more optimistic the more, like, stuff, like, trailers pop out. But at first I was like, it looks awesome. But I have a feeling it could not be awesome. I'm pretty full send on it yeah. at this point. <laughs> Trailer will make you very excited. As trailers should. I do feel like I I personally do really like Kenobi so far though. Allie, I don't think we ever answered your question. I don't think that you'll watch it. <laughs> because the only reason you would watch Kenobi is if you grew up watching Star Wars. Yeah. Like the Mandalorian, anybody can get into because you're it's like it's a almost it's a fresh start. It's like it's the same universe, but it's like a new universe at the same time. Um you don't need to know anything going in. And you don't need to know anything going into Kenobi because they give you a recap. It definitely improves your experience. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I'm there for the nostalgia. Like, mm -hmm. I think I was telling you, when I think of Star Wars, I've always thought Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. He is Star Wars to me. Um, and I think it's really cool that he's getting his own, thi his own thing because really, he's only been a supporting character in all the movies. Phantom Menace, uh, supporting character for Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin, uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. He was pretty much just a supporting character for Anakin. Same thing for Episode Three, and then in A New Hope, he's supporting for Luke. So he's never had his own thing, and Ewan McGregor is just like he's like he feels like Keanu Reeves wholesome. <laughs> it's like the same energy. I thought Keanu Reeves mm. was Keanu Reeves wholesome. He is, but Ewan McGregor isn't making like John Wick. Well, I'm not saying John Wick isn't wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> it now, is wholesome. It's very wholesome. This is coming from a girl, so you also shoot guns. Have you seen? I jo was joking that it's. Wholesome. Have you seen John Wick? I have. Wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> My dad loves John. Of Wick. Of course, your dad loves John Wick. He's the best person ever. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. My dad was taking the doors off his Jeep the other day, and our neighbor came over, and he was like. Your dad's so cool. And I'm like, I know. I hear that all. <laughs> does he doesn't currently own a Falcon, does he? No. Okay. Somebody was looking at getting one <laughs> currently. Currently. He owns a Someone plane or something. Someone was looking into else. getting a Falcon. Does he know the process of that? No. He has to go through a lot of training and take a test and catch it on the side of a highway. Catch it on the side of a highway? Yeah. Like you, you have to catch your own you, Falcon? Yeah. Or, well, Red Tail, well, what is he wanting? A Falcon, Red Tail Hawk? I, no, I don't know. I feel like actually this person was in, it was talking to like us as a group. Oh. But I don't remember who. Yeah. Well, if you want to catch a Red Tail Hawk, essentially you just get a, like a trap and then you put um, fishing wire on the outside, like tie it all around on the outside of it, like making like little lassos. And then you put like what a mouse in there or something. You drive on the side of the highway. You just throw it out there. If you drive on a highway, you can see red yeah. tail hawks yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. everywhere. 
and it'll see it and it'll come down to catch it and then when it tries to catch it it'll get its talon caught in the lasso and then you just go over put a blanket over it and you cut yourself a Weird. That shocks me that that's legal. So it's like when your dad had a falcon. We should, you, we should just, you have to we should have, just have your dad on the podcast. <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. He's he's got a lot of really cool stories. So you, you should. Um, I think you have to have a master over you if you like. You are apprentice, and then you would have a master falconer. <laughs> What's the dark side? In order side to do it, I, this falconing. is me. This is me with the knowledge I had in like eighth grade, seventh grade when he was into this. Yeah. So I don't know, but Falcatine. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Was there like so he went out and trapped his own yeah. falcon? Yeah. Can you create a emotional bond with a falcon? Or is it like, uh, uh, I'm a captive to you now and I will kill you things for fun? I, you probably to the bird, the bird probably not to you. I don't know. Because it's main, it looks at, to you as a source of food. So like if you're constantly weighing this thing, making sure it's not too full or too hungry and that's like that's kind of where that's your job with the falcon and then you go and use it to hunt so how often did your dad have to like let it out to hunt with it or just like because i imagine it needs exercise like those things usually fly around like all the time and you're keeping it in granted a large cage but a cage all the same where it can't really fly around i mean i can't i don't remember how often he took it out but i know he did take it out quite a bit it the the weighing of it was all just how much food you gave it right right so Matching a very distrustful falcon guy who has like the falcon but on like a like a large kite spool. So it's like go and it's like <laughs> get yeah. caught. But you can train <laughs> <real dragon. laughs> like the no. that's a great sound effect. You can train them fairly quickly if you like you've got a whistle and you show them that you have food and it, my dad said I think it you do really anything, could train. Can you train them without a whistle? I mean, that's a small child, not a rabbit. I mean, I Drop think it, it helps. I think it helps. Uh, I I remember. I feel like he had a whistle. Yeah. What I, I want to do I is put like a little like headset on the falcon. <laughs> oh, that sounds like that's so adorable. I'm sure you could do that. That actually would be kind of cool. It's actually a combination between adorable and just super cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you can talk you can have a little mic too <laughs> like come on home it's like <laughs> <laughs> um oh my goodness somewhere else i wanted to take that whole conversation <laughs> and i just forgot it's so cool <laughs> this is the inevitable point of podcasting where you take a breather for a second what time do you guys got to bounce Okay, we can wrap it up. We we reached kind of a natural ending point. So where are we going with eat my shorts? <sighs> okay, here's here's Mr. the non committal. <laughs> are you Listen, the only one that's I not was committing? Hurt. <laughs> I was hurt when we broke up because we lost a member of the family and now I have to rebuild the trust. That being said, the biggest hurdle at this point isn't the chemistry, it's the time that's gonna take. Because I'm still doing this podcast and I'm struggling to have time to edit this and get it out. 
So if we can figure out that side of it, I see no reason that Emi Schwartz can't come back. We just have to figure out that that side of it. Well, if we hire Abby, then <laughs> she can edit. We have time. <laughs> you know how you told us that you wanted to kind of do some photography and video? Well, what if we did none of that? <laughs> and also, what if this wasn't for life action? <laughs> it's for us. And you did it for free. <laughs> well, uh, if I had the time, I would. I feel like I would want to learn because then it'd be kind of cool to do. You know, I mean, we are going to have to ask the question too as we add more people to the creative team. Um, if we should involve any more people in this, because technically we do have an opening and I'm like, well, if Abby wanted Try to, outs. she could, and it'd be 50, 50 guys and girls, maybe our analytics would finally even out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, then if we hire somebody else on the creative team, then it's kind of like, well, sorry, yeah, <laughs> start your own podcast, but we can, we can talk about that later. You but, didn't have like a revolving door. It's like, you're always welcome until you're not. <laughs> so here's here's something that would help. Uh, if anybody's listening to this and you have an extra $20 a month that you're trying to figure out what to do with, actually, say $80 a month <laughs> that you don't know what to do with, uh, you could support the podcast for $20 an episode and we could have we could pay somebody to edit it. So if you like this content that much. If you like Eat My Shorts content, which I think, Allie, I'm going to ask if you can share this episode to the Eat My Shorts socials. Um. So if you guys like the this kind of content and you would like more of it, uh, support it. Support it, and like twenty bucks an episode would be, honestly, that's on the cheap end. But uh, especially if we have somebody who's doing it who's newer, like an intern, I would like to be able to pay them. So I also think if we get to the paying level status, while we're all like entrepreneuring right now, I would say what we should do is add video, simple video, to yeah. podcast setup, yep. simple to do, and have them edit that as well so basically audio and video at the same time and then you just strip the audio out and then you have your audio podcast or you just do it like spotify does where you can have the video and the audio play at the same time yeah and that's easy to do anchor lets you do that yeah so if you do that they just edit the video of the podcast uh we should just i feel like at that point like you could do it now but i don't feel like it's valid enough my conscience doesn't feel right about it until we have video because it's more work is to have a Patreon. Because yeah. if we had a Patreon to like support like creative podcasting and video content, like yeah. we could do different tiers. We and... could have people support it if they like it, and then we could actually pay people to just edit it, and it would just be like self-sustaining. Yeah, I mean that'd be ideal. So if you guys hear anything, or if you guys hear that, and your interest is peaked, um... or if you like want to intern at Life Action, but you're also like don't want to work from home maybe you don't intern at life action <laughs> and you just do this <laughs> as a way of gaining experience this that's actually a, not bad it's true we're gonna get it we're gonna take a hit in quality at least initially because it took me yeah, it took me months it's a learning curve but i'm willing to let other people practice on this sure it's yeah. a fun thing it's it's i mean it's a fun thing we do on the side true so all right well thank you guys for joining us on back to the roots slash eat my shorts uh <laughs> If you want to support us, that'd be great. If you want to support Back to the Roots, that's great too. Monetarily uh, or with your time. Yeah. And thank you for making it all the way to the end. I don't have anything for you, but thank you. <laughs> all right. Be back with you. At, okay, hold on. I messed this up. I said it the first time and it was great. Be back with you with another bottle. Be back another time with another bottle. I, I think it's see you, it. See you, see you again with another bottle. What was it? I think it was like another bottle another time. All right. I'll be back another bottle at another time.
Maybe. I don't know. Just go with what your gut and I'll forget what I said. Bottle. Later. Clink. <laughs> Clink. <laughs>